Central Africa. Landlocked, yet known for its lakes. Wildlife that includes gorilla, the golden monkey, and hippo. A British protectorate till 1962, independent since. A history of military dictatorships. Diverse, two official languages, English and Swahili. Uganda is a place of great beauty and great need. It's also home to an organization called Whisper, where Veronica Sebkopa and her team care for those in desperate need of medical attention, often orphans who have nowhere else to turn. Originally from the Czech Republic, Veronica now calls Uganda home, and she works day in and day out, making sure that the precious people of this African nation know that life is beautiful and that they haven't been forgotten. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Welcome back. This is the Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. And as always, I have a very special guest on the line today joining us from some part of the world doing something of significance, serving other people. And today, it's my privilege to introduce you to Veronica Sebkova. And she's joining us today from Whisper in Uganda. So, Veronica, welcome to the program. Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much for your invitation. It's a pleasure. We look forward to getting to know you today and also getting to know your organization, Whisper. And the overview, right, we'll go through, we'll talk, and I'll ask a variety of different questions. But for someone who is being introduced for the first time to Whisper, what do you tell them? This, your organization does what? Whisper, it's a children's hospital and maternity. We also have a school uh, for unprivileged children, small school. And we also do outreach work, medical outreach work. So it's basically a union that does, um, it does you know, various things that connect to our patients and you know, to vulnerable sick children. Yes. Veronica, you are joining us today from Uganda, from Whisper headquarters there in Uganda. Veronica, when did Whisper start? Well, it legally started in November 2010, but of course um, we've started to work. I raised money for Whisper in 2000, actually 2009. Um, so that's when I very, for the first time came to Africa. I traveled through nine countries and I loved every single country. And for some reason, we ended up in Uganda. Actually, the reason to come here was that Uganda had very friendly people. It's just the minute I came here, I just could never go back. I just could never go back in my, like in, like in my vision, like I knew that's where I have to be, where I have to work, where my purpose is. So 2009. So 2009. Veronica, walk us back through that. You arrived 12 years ago in Africa and you very much 
fell in love with the people and the country of Uganda. Why is that? Friendly people. What else? I don't know. I feel like I've always could have a lot to talk to them about. I feel like we connect. I feel like we could spend hours and hours in the evenings just to talk about life and how we imagine life should be, you know? And I here deserve opportunities. People here deserve to discover their talents, their great skills that they, you know, they have and to utilize them to something greater. And I could see that the opportunity for me to help them discover their talents and they could actually find a purpose right here with me. And that's how I knew that I needed to be here. We're talking today with Veronica Seipkupa, and she is joining us from Whisper. And you can look them up at whisperorphans.org. We're going to get to know the organization today. We're going to get to know her a little bit, as we already are getting to see and get to know this heart of hers as she encountered great need in Africa, and in particular in the country of Uganda. Tell us about that need. What is the situation for orphans in Uganda? The need for the orphans and for children and for people in Uganda, there is a need for quality health care. That's definitely like number one thing. And it also involves the kind of value, you know, like recognize their value as human beings. That's what I feel like people are not given and not show that value by by the system here. Let me say like any healthcare services, they don't operate with the same aim as Whisper does and they don't believe in the same things because they perhaps, <laughs> I can't explain it. All I knew that when I came here, I needed to, establish something that you know it will be our our own little world where people will find hope which people of in uganda hardly have they don't believe in hope they because they don't have opportunities they don't have they don't have what to really live for you know they live for today only and they don't believe in the next 10 years because there is there is they don't have that hope to hold on to they don't they don't have those opportunities somewhere they don't have that security that somebody cares for them like let me say the government and so when i saw how people and women and children suffer here at hospitals and yes children come with you know in dying conditions and there is maybe maybe nothing much we can do because there is no special care there is no you know there's no proper equipment there are no resources but all we can do is to always give hope to people to to the mother who has to go back after she loses her child she has to go back to her family she has more children she she has to continue going being strong you know in 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 this unfair world and you know seeing losing your child in a place where people don't care because they also lost that kind of motivation you know um it's hard to then go back and continue being your best version of yourself as as the best mother or best husband or wife or citizen, you know. But that's all I knew that if Whisper can operate that kind of facility that even if he cannot help to save the child's life, uh, we always show that we, you know, we care and we do our best. So 
that the mother or the person gets hope and knowing somebody actually is caring you know it's it's amazing basically this is a transformation that whisper does in people's lives we can't save everyone it's impossible right now we are in lockdown we've lost um today a 10 year old child who came here with malaria his hemoglobin was only on number one level and by the time you go to the hospital because of the lockdown it was too late and our team had no blood on the side we are just getting in this evening and it's so frustrating we knew we cannot save that child but the kind of care and the welcoming environment that we have showed to the mother she knew that we've tried our best and now she she knows there is humanity somewhere out there so i think with that kind of thought and idea i brought whispers and i tried to develop whispers in here in this country veronica how large is the medical facility that whisper operates and part two of that question how does the government in uganda feel about this facility are they supportive are they appreciative do they distance themselves what what is the situation how large is the facility and also what's the interaction like with the government it's a small facility but it does it has about 100 employees 80 percent of those are professionals individuals that we employ which is wonderful and amazing and literally as much as it looks small it does the scale of the national referral hospital here in uganda so we see about 1000 outpatients every month those are children and we admit around 230 200 inpatients who are very 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 sick as the only private facility as a non-profit facility hospital we have nutritional fully operational nutritional unit so that's where the government actually came in about a year ago to help us to cop like incorporate the nutritional unit and we receive from them nutritional feeds for malnourished children. So that's I think the positive side how we can work with the government. It wasn't for free to get there. And that is the honest truth. The the people in power of help us supply those nutritional feeds had asked a lot of a lot of money for the training. We had to train in nutrition some of our staff members but for now we are receiving free nutritional feeds for malnourished children and we are doing just great we are in fact doing better than the government hospital itself here in in this district according to the statistics that we have we have around 60 to 90 malnourished children every month here and the outcomes are incredible so in regards to this cooperation with the government yes it works great otherwise it is always a challenge to work with the government here, always a challenge. Um, it's not so much challenge of the institution, it's the challenge of the, of the individuals that are in charge of the, of the district, small departments. Those people are those that often block uh, opportunities for us or they don't have the best interest or intention towards, towards us. That's, that's always a challenge, but otherwise, Yes, when it comes to the, the people up there, yes, they do appreciate it, that's what we do. They come here from uh, the main Ministry of Health headquarters and they love, 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 love everything about what we do. However, the hands are also short, they also like resources. 
yeah, so we are kind of independent here. And we're trying to help as much as possible. Um, so the government now is looking into where else private facilities like Whisper can help help them. Right now, we can diagnose and treat uh, tuberculosis, for example, before it was only up to the government, public health hospitals, health centers. We are trying to work together as much as possible in the best way. <laughs> this is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher, and my guest today is Veronica Seipkopa. And she is with Whisper, and you can learn more about this organization at whisperorphans.org. That's whisperorphans.org. Veronica, you mentioned that, and this is not unique to that part of Africa. This happens in many, many parts of the world. Perhaps it's more an indication of human nature, but there is corruption that is often dealt with and stands in the way of progress and it stands in the way of care. But if corruption is wrong, then I know from researching your organization, you all take great efforts. You make great efforts to be transparent and to make sure that everybody mm -hmm. can see where the money is going and mm -hmm. that everyone understands that when they give to Whisper Orphans at whisperorphans.org. There is accountability and transparency. Talk to me about that. Tell us about Whisper Orphans in that regard. In those small offices, the public offices in Naos, parts of the districts, um, the people who are there, you know, they work mainly with, uh, often with uneducated individuals and uh, corruption is huge. And, you know, it, it leads to frustration. So people often frustrate frustrate you they don't work as fast as you they're supposed to work they don't report things they're supposed to report they don't they are not quick to help you they have the answers they have the ability to help but they will frustrate you until you basically either give them what they want indirectly or until you uh, don't, don't let yourself to be frustrated and that's when the good work that we ha that we have, like the, the good work that we do comes in. And uh, I normally go directly to the supervisors or to people who have the power to correct whatever is wrong in the, you know, whatever wrong is happening. So that's how we're trying to overcome the corruption. You know, people know by now that I don't, you know, I don't give money to people for them to do something that's wrong, you know? They they have to do it because we have the impact, we have the data, we have the proper paperwork in order to operate properly, in order to have opportunity to report well to the district. Like there is there is so much bureaucracy. And sometimes like currently we have we are facing, for example, issues that that every month we have to report to the district, the Ministry of Health about our services, how many patients we have, what diseases we treat, diagnosis, you know, how many blood transfusions we've done, uh, how many children we vaccinated. So those are the reports, monthly reports you have to report to the district. And for example, the district, the people responsible for reporting for our activities are not reporting. Basically, our files are empty, you know, and that's what I'm trying to say, the people, local people, sometimes they try to frustrate us because they don't have the, the right mentality. I, I don't know. But then it's always somebody from higher area that supports us and comes and help us 
So that's where we don't need to do, go directly to the one that tries to frustrate us because I feel personally in regards to the accountability that it's so much I need to have transparency on absolutely everything. So in regards to expenditures and incomes, for example, everything is recorded. We have data available for every single expenditure. You know, we have requisition forms, we have right now we're trying to do everything digitally so normally we do bank transfers over goods or medication or that um, salaries uganda is also getting a little bit they like to also now have control over transparency like they want organization like whisper be as transparent as possible so they really control how many employees we have if they are all registered well if they are all paid uh, salaries that we say we pay if the taxes are paid that we say we're supposed to pay you know there is no anything going on under the table like they literally they inspect us quite often so i have to make sure that i'm i'm accountable for everything because the minute there is a little gap that's again something can come in like that's where the opportunity of corruption or something that is this loophole that they can take and say aha so either we're going to give you this penalty or we're going to get in trouble or you have to give us A, B, C, D. And that's all in all which I'm trying to avoid. This is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. Thanks for joining us today. The conversation with Veronica Sepkopa from Whisper in Uganda will continue in just a moment. But I did want to take a minute and let you in on some exciting news. That big project that I've been working on, the mobile app I was telling you about. It's now available in app stores, made for Apple and Android, smartphones and tablets and iPads, and it's called Rugged Compass. Combining the best aspects of social media, podcasting, streaming, and live video, Rugged Compass gives people like you and me a place to share our journey. The places we go, the people we meet, the things we learn, featuring travel, culture, languages, humanitarian service, and a vision for a better world. Rugged Compass is the brand new app that takes social media beyond status quo into life's greatest adventure. It's time now to start putting aside the things that distract us or that bring us down. It's time to focus on the good things in life, on the true stories that inspire. It's time to be brave and to live for what really matters. Rugged Compass. Get the app, join the community. And let's make this journey together. You'll find it in both app stores and at ruggedcompass.com. That's ruggedcompass.com. This is The Edge of Adventure, and my very special guest today is joining us from Uganda. Her name is Veronica Sepkopa. You get to know them a little bit more online at whisperorphans.org. Let me ask a question. I'm going to ask it maybe in a, in a little bit of a strange way. What does it cost to save a life it costs around 14 dollars to save a life here at whispers and it's incredible because again like the impact that we have the kind of people we employ as i said we employ amazing professionals we employ doctors we employ admin staff that help us also fundraise and you know make sure that accountability is here and everything is transparent um plus we are saving all these lives, and so each life takes fourteen dollars. Only fourteen dollars is um is amazing. So then let's talk about the 
level of impact, if you were to describe the impact that Whisper is having and has had? So we today we have free sickle cell clinic. It's a preventable clinic for children born with sickle cell disease where we check their hemoglobin levels, see if they are not anemic, and we provide free vitamins, folic acid, you know, so they don't get into sickle cell crisis and they don't suffer from sickle cell complications that are literally very dangerous. Sickle cell complications are one of the worst you don't want to get in Uganda, especially when in this country full of poverty. So we, in this lockdown, we have children traveling still at this lockdown from different districts. The impact is amazing. We get a patient from, they can travel hundreds of kilometers to our hospital just for the care. And it's mainly spread by word of mouth, you know. So when Whisper started in 2010, at the time, you know, I was all about helping the malnourished children, the, the abused malnourished children, and helping them to get better and go back to their families, you know. But uh, after about four years, I realized that we could do much better if we change the strategy, how we should help people and how we should provide them again the opportunities that they need and through healthcare and through the idea of healthcare. Miss Hospital opened in 2016 in March and it was amazing. Like the first month we've had so many patients and um, and the services that we provided for the little that at the time for the little funds that it cost, it was unheard of. And today we've treated over 50,000 patients. This is unbelievable, it's amazing. If you think of that, you know, if every day we, we revive children from death to life, we have uh, neonatal services, um, we have ICU literally for newborn babies. We, we, we are one of the best with handling of premature babies. So right now we are like known for, for that kind of amazing service. It's affordable and in fact, we have become a neonatal unit here. We have so many newborn babies from all over the places. We refer them to whispers. And going the extra mile for the patients, that's the amazing impact. It's another part of the impact that we have. Uh, we don't care how long you're going to stay with us. We don't care how much it's going to cost us as, as long as we know there will be amazing outcome out of our treatment. So this child came in January. And she was born with sickle cell disease. She got complication of sickle cell disease. She uh, got autoimmunity disease that cost us about $200 just to correct. And by the time we corrected the disease, uh, the autoimmunity disease, she got sepsis inside her bones. And she basically started to get pathological fractures. Like all of her body was breaking in pieces. Her bones, anyway, you took her, she just broke like the bones they're just breaking and she was only seven years old she was in so much agony and pain she got tuberculosis she was resistant to so many drugs we had to do so many x-rays that we had to fund we had to call so many specialists to go and review her and those specialists have to be paid like no child should be born to suffer this way you know so if this baby was brought to any other place the baby probably wouldn't be alive and wouldn't be treated the way she's treated now and it's amazing to see from after six months of her here being now getting life back, you know, after the struggle. And she's not the only patient that we have here. We have amazing stories. Veronica Sepkopa 
is my guest today from Whisper, and she's joining us right now from Uganda in Africa. So, Veronica, thanks again for being on the show. Got a few more questions here. Going to maybe shift into some questions about your story. I want to know why you, what, what is your background? What, what prepared you? I, I generally find that in life, the things we go through, sometimes we don't understand them, but they tend to be um, preparation. Oftentimes they're preparation for something. Why you, what, why did you, um, or how did you get to this point where you are giving of yourself and your time and your talents in this way there in Uganda? I don't know how to, I can answer this, Adam, because I even wondered myself uh, one day, I was about 23 years old, I was an air hostess. So I was in London and I worked as an air hostess and I loved it because I could care for people there and I was never scared. I was kind of devoted to be there for the passengers in all sorts of situations, you know, and I never thought of myself that I can never get in danger. I always believed I'll be fine. And I've always wanted, at the time I realized that I need to live a life where my life will make as many people happy as possible. So I imagine when I'm on a deathbed one day and I'll see this queue of people behind me that I've managed to make smile. But, you know, I didn't know how to make it happen. And I don't know, it's just happened that I, I believe in science and I always look into the science. I always lived in a different world, I guess. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I'm just following my heart, you know. <laughs> so we got the answer. Veronica got to this point in her life because she followed her heart. All right. We'll accept that answer, Veronica. I think that's that is probably quite fair. Veronica Sepkoba. Mm -hmm is my guest today here on the Edge of Adventure, joining us from Uganda and Whisper. They are a children's hospital in Uganda, and they are in the business of caring for people, and they do so in a very important and noteworthy way, which is why we wanted to be sure and have Veronica on the program today. Okay, let me ask this question then. What does it mean to do the right thing? Wow, this is something that I'm trying to teach our people here all the time. You know, not everything is always pink and beautiful. You know, we, you know, sometimes when there is so much of competition, especially between charities, and people always want the funding, they want to be the ones that they get the funding, you know, and they tend to pursue whatever they do is, you know, is beautiful and pure. That's why you have to donate to us because. We manage the funding the best way. You know, we get the best people. You're doing the best thing. But I have realized over the time, doing the right thing and, you know, doing the good thing, there is lots of evil out there. And <laughs> there is lots of fear as well. And fear sometimes makes you not know, to do the right thing. And that I believe when at the end of the day, you can get in trouble. And doing the right thing is always acknowledge and accept that yes, maybe I didn't make it quite right now. Maybe I have made a mistake. This is what happened. Look, this is what happened. Uh, but I'm gonna take responsibility for it. So you can trust me. You know, I always say to people here, like doing charity or doing something good in Africa, where there is so much number one corruption, so much theft, people with wrong intentions, people who 
don't live for today so they don't think of tomorrow and there is lots of the bad the bad side of humans um because they're just trying to fight for survival many people give up you know people come here they start start up something and they can cope with the disappointments how breaks with the frustration corruption and they just leave you know after some time they don't they you know especially when they become threatened on their lives and people here threaten a lot you know when when they want to frustrate you when they want you to give up i believe that countries like uganda people are let by fear you know they invest they install fear in you so you do what you want you do exactly what they want you to do and that's when you end up doing the wrong thing and not the right things so i always say to people stop fearing and let's do the right thing because we'll be protected at the end of the day you know we we get through it and i think that's how much it means it there is lots of fear doing the right thing you feel for your life you feel for life of your children you feel for for your job and anything but to me it always worked out Veronica, the world often tells us in one way or another that we should take care of ourselves first. We should take care of our needs first. Do you agree with this advice? <laughs> yes, absolutely yes. Though I think it depends what we think of taking our needs first. I chose to celebrate every single day, you know. That is as I mentioned now I might <laughs> Two minutes ago, there is a lot of bad. Say in this world of goodness, there is so much bad that is trying to interrupt you from what you're doing. You know, be really strong. How you keep yourself strong is to care for yourself. You know, choosing to wake up every day and put on—that's me. Put on the best shoes that I have, and you know, and chose to celebrate the day that's going to give me strength and also. Other people will look at me and they see, aha, we're gonna be okay. You know, Veronica is fine. We are going to be okay. And that's something I realized. You know, we, when lots of trouble comes around you, and you know, they looked at you as the primary person. They they need to also keep going as employees, as people we are helping. They also want to look at you, knowing that they have a support in you. You know, that you are not breaking apart. If you're breaking apart, they also feel like they cannot continue. So caring for yourself, loving yourself first is very important. Like I need my coffee every day, <laughs> for example. Hey, look, I think that's fair. I think that coffee is uh, totally fair. And I understand exactly mm. what you're saying. And yet, uh, of course, I know that you have made many decisions in your life to put other people first and the needs of the people around you and the needs of these people in Uganda. So it's a balance, I think, but uh, that wanted to get your take on that. And it, they came to mind in particular because I've seen some of the things that you've written and how you express yourself. You are constantly putting other people first. And I know you have talked about love being the answer. You've even explained or you've, you've sort of made this argument that love is power. Explain that to me. If you have love, first of all, you will always want the, to get the best out of the person you are working with. So, for example, me, I always look into the people that come around me, like the people I employ. 
I don't want to see them the way they come to Whispers. I, I, I need to see them better people, better version of themselves, the, be the best version of a doctor, the best version of a nurse. For example, how we beautify ourselves. I love to see beautiful things because there's so many bad things happening around us and so much horrible and painful things we see every day. And it really can drain you down so bad. But I constantly, we all, that's a rule here almost, <laughs> you know, we want to beautify ourselves so you can feel better about yourself and you receive beautiful compliments, you receive you know, this nice energy, it all creates love, you receive smiles and then you pass it on to other people. It creates this, this you know, this extra mile for our patients. It creates, you do it with great energy and, and you don't mind to, you know, hold their hands for 16 hours of your shift you don't mind to travel with them far far for blood transfusion you know this is that's the power i believe that how whisper is so popular in our community that's the kind of impact it has because people know us for it you know you come to us we'll help you no matter what uh, with this smile that will impact your heart so much that you'll go back home believing the world can be a good place and that's gonna change the person that we impacted you know it does change people you know and i see it in our employees they learn a lot of good things <laughs> and then they apply it in their families you know it's beautiful to see and so it is not only whispers helping you know treat malaria and flu it is really doing it everything with love it's so important we got to change we got to start doing things with love and treat each other with respect and I always say, embrace the differences between us, the poor or the rich, you know, the, 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 the blacks and the, you know, whites. It's, I love that. It gives me lots of, you know, hopes and energy. And that's what we are here. We don't care about the, what religion you are in. We are a non-religious organization. And I love to embrace everyone. And it's so beautiful to see how we're together without pointing oh you are praying to the wrong god or you are do you have a wrong culture you know we can't it's beautiful to embrace everything and because we want to see only the good in one another that's what we focus on also other part of whispers it's not just money donations free things free hands out it's a bit more than that that's i would describe what love is the answer i guess veronica sebkoba is my guest today from uganda and whisper Children's Hospital there in Uganda. Look them up at whisperorphans.org. And Veronica, how can we help? Spreading the word, you know, sharing uh, Whisper's, Whisper's stories, um, our hospital page. It's incredible what we are doing here. And I believe if people out there who really want to, who maybe want to help, you know, who look for help charities, What's happening here is amazing. And I see it every day. People don't realize what's happening here. Like these stories, daily stories we have. I believe if people really knew, they would always want to support this, this hospital. So they can help by just visiting Facebook. We are there. We do daily posts. Um, you know, we interact with our followers a lot. They can donate through DonorC. DonorC is the website where we broadcast our day, daily projects like patients who need x-rays or who need blood transfusion, you know. Get in touch with me, you know, <laughs> whoever wants to help. Yeah, 
you welcome any kind of exposure or financial help to the hospital. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you know the drill. You know how this works. My encouragement to you is to reach out to Veronica and the team at whisperorphans.org. At least contact them. Let them know that you appreciate what they're doing because I know you do. Veronica, I have enjoyed this conversation a great deal. You're a very interesting, inspiring person. I thank you for the time you've taken today. Also, very impressed with this journey of yours for the last 12 years there at the Children's Hospital in Uganda. Please know that we see you, we see your sacrifice, and we see your work, and we're thankful, so very thankful for people like you. Thank you, Adam, so much for invitation and for your interest in hearing my little story of what's happening here. It's very important to us. Well, thank you very much. And again, encouraging everybody to reach out to whisperorphans.org. That's whisperorphans.org to find out more information. My guest today has been Veronica Sebkova, and she has joined us from Uganda and the offices there at the Children's Hospital. So again, Veronica, God bless you. Thank you for your time. And we'll be in touch again soon. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag The Edge of Adventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo. Beyond status quo.